In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 117. And from 2005, oh, oh, it's late registration. And this is Kanye West. Hey, it's great that we're doing an uh, artist that's in the news. Let me just check the news. Oh, uh-oh, this is not good. Listen, Worst but it doesn't matter. News. <laughs> Did he drop a new shoe? Oh, no. Listen, we, we are going, we're, we're going to talk about it. Just, just give me a second. We got to play this intro song. Uh, and folks, uh, listen, it's just sometimes you hear a song and the parody song just strikes you and it's just so easy. And then with your great voice, it's, you realize it's easy, maybe just to sing as well as Jamie Foxx. Like it's not a big deal to me. Okay. So let's listen up to K Rob K R O B radio. I think we're funny. Yes. But that's just me. (laughs) So it's surprising. When I see I I had that we haven't grown oh, bigger, this will last some would be famous horrible. now. Because it's year three. Oh, uh. I kind of thought the show would be bigger. <laughs> but we ain't doing much to grow quicker. <laughs> now I'm starting to reconsider. Yep. Or maybe we should just post a Twitter. Oh. If you look, our downloads are down. If our what? listeners live together, wouldn't be a town. I look at the numbers and I start to frown. I assumed we would be world-renowned. We started the show, we didn't know how it'd go. We started off slow, we began to grow. Within six months, we had 100 downloads. Now it's been about three years. We have hit my biggest fear. I think the show was stuck in second gear. I assumed we'd be on stage was getting cheers. But when I look around, it's just us here. Hoping all our fans would tell all their friends. We'd blow up like a telephoto lens. Three years later and it's all the same. Turns out we need to work harder if we want that fame. I thought we would be featured in Vulture. I don't know if this can get rougher. Maybe we should wait till we get discovered. Because now our biggest fan is only Aaron's brother. Oh! I thought the show would be bigger. But we ain't doing yeah, much to grow quicker. I'll post this Instagram and then Twitter. In another three years, well, I might be bitter. Right now, our downloads are down. All this stuff makes me want to frown. But more listeners might be inbound. We just have to convince Matt to stick around. Yes. <laughs> when you want to the greatest albums Good of all Morning, I, I, I did get a phone call from Matt. I don't think Matt has ever called me before, and I thought for sure it was, uh, hey, this is the, I, I'm done with the podcast. Hey, guys, it's not me. It's, it's, it's not you, it's me. Those, those are a lot less awkward at 2x speed. Listen, that answers the question, what if Kanye sounded really tired when he sang a song? I think that's, that's, that, that, listen. Doesn't he? Doesn't he already? He, well, he, he sounds like he maybe puts a little more effort into the song than just one take like that one. I've got four guys with me tonight. We are a special guest to talk about Kanye's West late registration. Let me introduce him to you right now from God, Suzanne's back. I really love when <laughs> yeah, Suzanne's the on the radio. I can't wait to Suzanne's back. All right. So this is awesome. Yeah, she's never going to hear it. So don't bother saying it. That's uh, weird friends that are soccer fans. They're back. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? 
guys, I brought you brothers here today to start our own podcast. Broke podcast broke. We ain't got it. How many listeners do we have? None. None. How many listeners do we have? None, None. sir. We can't. No gas. We ain't got it. We can't Can't afford afford no gas. gas. It's inflation. So. Yes. So I, I just want everybody right now to look at the time of this podcast and see how long it is. And yes, that is the length of this podcast. It's going to go a little long today. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm great, Rob. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye. Wow. <laughs> he wants to, Try go to get to it going. Let's so go. Bad. Let's go. Let's move this along. Yep. Th- thanks for having me. Double oh, man. Recording. Now I have to check my notes. What I was going to say. Yes. Next. Oh, yes. Here it is. Uh, next up in California. I've got Aaron, and, and Aaron was just telling me a funny story. Actually, he was telling me earlier today he he stole uh, he stole William Shatner's wig. He stole wig. William Shatner's wig. Yeah, he's going to sure sell it. He's, he said he's going to sell it. He's got bills to pay. Bills to pay. Uh, Aaron out in California. Aaron, how are you doing? Hey, they say you never know what you got till it's gone, but I know what I got, and I know what y'all are on. Let's talk about late registration. There we go. All right. Well, okay. Not as funny as what I said. And listen, <laughs> we've got a special guest. Special Play that guest. special guest. Song. We've got Aaron's brother, Andy. And it's so weird to think that you two are two totally different people with your own thoughts, yet you were made by the same two people deep dicking all night. Andy, oh, how are you doing? <laughs> Damn, Rob, it'd be super, even your superficial raps is super official. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I've, I've never heard the album, but Aaron knew that I got really into Kanye over the last week. Huge fan, so happy to be here. Oh, oh my here God. We go. All right, so let's just get into it right now. I think that's a great introduction. You didn't hear it because I edited it out. Listen, we are talking about Kanye West. I was with people today, or I was with people this uh, this week, and they said, what, what, what artist are you doing this week? And I had to, like put my head down and say like, well, we have to do Kanye West this week. Obviously Kanye is in the news recently for basically, I mean, I mean, here's the question, right? Is Kanye an asshole? Is he having a total mental break or both? And what, and how do we deal with this? Right? Like how do we deal with somebody who is basically uh, you can't touch him with a 10 foot pole yet. We are bound by our oath to this list. I mean, what, honestly, what do we do with this, guys? Rob, the last time I touched something with a 10-foot pole I wasn't supposed to, I got a rash, and it hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> I, I mean, we've, 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 we've done other artists of questionable repute. It's just that yeah. this one is in the here and now. I think we have to discuss the album because we've discussed other albums, and no one on this podcast is, other than Andy, perhaps, is uh, supporting the things that Kanye is saying. Well, but, I mean, here's the thing, too, is, it's yeah, like specifically talk- why we brought him on. Right? No, no. He was supporting yeah. that or what? Yeah. No, the, the reason I'm here is because as your as your one listener, I hereby say I will not cancel you for doing this. So there we go. Yeah, I appreciate oh, it. Good. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. We aren't worried about being canceled. We're not nearly big enough to do that. Yeah, I'm not trying to send shots Andy's way. We we just we've had a lot of discussions about Kanye over the years, and we're going to continue to discuss him. And this is, I mean, we got to talk about it. And, and and I think that I think that just us talking. I mean, obviously, you know, Kanye's come out and basically. As as gone on some weird anti-Semitic twist, kind of kind of out of nowhere recently, and I just don't. I mean, I I really don't understand. I, I basically I think this is the end of Kanye, right? Or maybe we look back in three years. I mean, could he possibly release an album so good that he can recover from this? No. I don't think so, right? Like this this at this point, could he possibly release an album that's good at all? But 
it's true. Did it, I, you might be Very the only true. one who listened to Donda, right? Did you actually listen yeah, to Donda? So, yeah, so I mean, okay. the, the, you know, I did not. And, and Aaron was nice enough to invite me on, and, and you guys are gracious enough to have me. Kanye is a really important artist to me. Um, I love this album. This album itself is really important to me. I think it's a perfect time to do it, apart from all the, the, the shit that's going on right now with him. Um, it's a good time. Like, I think. Hey, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, we, we don't use foul <laughs> language on this. If you could keep yeah. it clean. Sorry, I think it's, it's important. Like, as an artist, he really never had you to have a. <laughs> a public persona at all outside of his music and uh, and his fashion sure. and so I think you know this album particularly is a really good representation of what he was and what he could have been and so I think it's a great time to talk about it all right let's get right into the voicemail this is gonna be awkward if it was from that little rosy guy <laughs> <laughs> The dude's him currently listening to 33 by the Smashing Pumpkins a lot. Getting pumped up for the Smashing Pumpkins concert. Matt and I are attending in a couple of weeks. So, Matt, we are getting a voicemail saying that you are going to a Smashing Pumpkins concert? Is yep. this true? Jane's Addictions opening up for Smashing Pump, the Smashing Pumpkins Ooh. next Friday in Still? Minneapolis. I thought Jane's Addiction Paul. pulled out of that tour. I thought one of the guys got injured. I don't know. I haven't Uh-oh. checked the lineup. But this is this the, is concert the commercials number two. still say it's they're they're doing it, but this is going to be concert number two. You have to get your money back for Matt. God, I know. Was that, that was the whole voicemail, or is there a question or anything? I got a question. That, uh, no. This is going to come up. Going to come up oh. for me next week. Is are they are they the Smashing Pumpkins or are they Smashing Pumpkins? They are the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Technically, the Smashing Pumpkins. Because I just learned that next week's guard, next week's artist is not the Eagles, right? They're just Eagles, but we'll deal with that next week. Oh my God! Who cares? Uh, here's the thing. I got to tell you guys, we did jack o' lanterns. We carved jack o' lanterns. First of all, let me tell you that I'm a Halloween hero at my house. A hero. I'm a Halloween hero. Okay, and it's not a spooky song hero or Halloween hero. Last time we had some confusion. Uh, no, this is a Halloween hero. Spooky songs. Yeah. That was so two weeks ago. And again, Andy's like, huh? But here's the thing. I'll hear that episode in a month. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Pump- <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Pumpkins at the nearby bodega in New York City, in Manhattan, are $25 each. What? $25. Now, you just got, went up to my, you went up to my rolling gun. I've got Rob. two kids. Okay. So now you're, I know what you're thinking. Couldn't they each carve one side of the pumpkin and you just get two faces on one pumpkin? That works, right? Like that's good parenting. The answer is no. I found a store in Manhattan that sells pumpkins for $5.88 but it was way over on the West side. So guess what I did about a week ago? I got two pumpkins in two shopping bags and carried them on a bus and a subway. So I'm the guy with the pumpkins in the train heading home. I was a hero to my kids. They took them out. They carved them. And you know what I saw this morning? Guess what one of the pumpkins was doing? What's that? It was leaking juice all over the counter. And I put my hand in to put a candle in, you know, today I was like trying to light it. And it felt fuzzy inside. And I was like, hmm. oh. I don't know a lot about pumpkins. Pumpkins should not feel fuzzy inside. And sure enough, it was totally mold and it was deep. It was like crumbling. Had to throw them away before Halloween. So we so had to get from throw- buying a $5 pumpkin. You yeah. started smashing those pumpkins. <laughs> but not smashing those pumpkins like American Pie style, smashing them with a hammer. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, did you did you that. use a blender to get rid of all the inner guts? <laughs> did you use your movie. no? Did I, you use your blender. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're not buying the pumpkin carving kits at the store for eight dollars with the little saw and the scoop, God. 
you're a fucking loser, okay? Spend that money. Get the pumpkin Jesus. carving kit. Oh, no, I'd love to give my kids a huge butcher knife to carve those pumpkins. You fucking idiots. I know that's what you're about to say. <laughs> Matt, do you have pumpkins going on at the house? Do you have jack-o'-lanterns? What's your, well, what's your pumpkin carving style? We're going to do it tomorrow because I, too, know it's very warm here in Minneapolis right now. That those things, you know, either the squirrels are going to get them. I mean, you yeah. don't leave them inside. Yeah. Why would you leave them inside? Who well, the hell is going to look at them inside? Maybe I mean, you you're supposed to be out there for your neighbors to see, right? Yeah. So why would you leave them inside? Well. But everybody knows that after a day or two, those things start to curl around the edges, you know, where yeah. you just get a little bit mealy yeah. and stuff. So yeah, you can't, do, can't carve pumpkins too early. Yeah, the pumpkins did look and smell like my crotch after about five days. Like just kind of <laughs> like... The wrong color, kind of drooping down, fuzzy. Wouldn't so, have happened if you would have paid for the fifty dollars. You'd have been good. <laughs> gray. Rob, when you're when you're working the inner guts, do you typically just go straight in and out, or do you kind of move around a little bit and kind of get around the outer wall? Well, world? I gotta say, when I'm rearranging those pumpkin guts, <laughs> I usually have some sort of tool. I'm not doing it with my hands. I'm in there, you know, with a spoon. Okay, I'm in there cleaning it out. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I, is I just, this what it's like, little Rosie, when you're listening to it? Like, you're like, God, these guys missed a perfect opportunity for a joke there. God, they just, they, Rob's living, leaving softballs, and these guys, these, these guys clowns, just don't know what they're doing. Rob wasn't even ready to be teed up for that, was he? He's like, wait, wait, what, what, what? I got to make a joke? Honestly, guys, I think you you guys are going to love Andy and I's new podcast that we have coming out. It's very, very good. <laughs> Currently, they're not allowing rearranging guts on the iTunes store, but we're working on it. I got a feeling. I got a feeling for episode two seventeen, we're going to have special guest Matt on. <laughs> Back after a one hundred episode hiatus. Aaron, what's Aaron? Do you want to save it for your rolling going, or do you have some pumpkin carving story? No, not carving. I just I was going to tell you guys that I spent twenty dollars each on pumpkins today at the Oakland uh, pumpkin patch because we didn't drive out to the Brentwood Inflation. one. We went to the Oakland one, and I was like, I gotta get some. These they get some cool pumpkins here. You and you just got, spent twenty dollars today. You've been going to this fucking pumpkin patch like twice a week for the last two weeks. I know we you went have. to a different pumpkin patch today, a little one that didn't have the bounce house. And yeah. I was really stoked because they got some wild pumpkins, man, like really cool. So we got three Wait. pumpkins. No, what, what makes it wild? Shut up. Yeah, shut up. What's <laughs> a wild pumpkin? They're all wild. Dude, maybe. See these things. This thing is like we got one that's gr one's more of a gourd. It's like green. Kind of looks like it has a gooseneck on it. And then yeah. we got this other one that's like red with like orange. It looks like it's got brains coming out. They got like totally crazy pumpkins. But we bought three pumpkins and a um like a spooky doorknob that my son wanted. And I got up to the front, $90. <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh, $90? I'd rather buy I, Rolling Stones t-shirts. I, I couldn't that. say no. Aaron, don't even think about explaining what a spooky doorknob is. We all know <laughs> what it is, okay? You don't have to explain a spooky doorknob. $90 at a pumpkin yeah. patch? And, yes, and I couldn't, and like, yeah, and then right. I couldn't, I'll plus the 10 bucks I spent to go through the haunted house by myself because it was too spooky. For by yourself? Else. Yeah, it was too spooky for Wallace, so I had to go by myself. Would you like leave him out with some strangers, or what, what do you do? Hey, hey sit, sit on the front step of this haunted house while Dad walks through it. Like, what do you mean you left him outside with Anna, with his mom? You know, somebody had to go through, and I could tell. I him think what I could about. do a haunted house where you just put a kid in the trunk of the car and I drive around for like two minutes. That's pretty spooky, right? Like that's the ultimate haunted house, I think. <laughs> now, Aaron, I was just kidding. I do want to hear about the spooky doorknob. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, wait, doorknob? I thought Rob and I are going to talk about the spooky doorknob on our podcast. So don't, don't go <laughs> well, it was a it was a move that my wife wanted to show me tonight. And I said, no, I have the podcast. I can't do the spooky doorknob. 
quit ringing that doorbell down there. Well, it was just like, you know, it was like. I have an Audi. It's like every other place where they, they got a gift shop when you go in and out. So you can't get out without going through the gift shop. And so my son wanted a thing. And it's a, like a little, you know, tchotchke that like hangs on a door and you press the button and it makes a spooky sound. And then like an eyeball comes out. That's it. Uh, and so, you, and you, whole, yeah. You guys are all dads. I think Andy's a new dad. Your your son yes, is pretty young, so you probably haven't gone through this yet. But are all three of you, are all you guys, do you give in when your kids ask for like one thing? Do you yeah. hold the line and say no? Like, what's your style when it comes to your kids ask you for something at a store like that? I will remind you I spent $75 on nail polish, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. So obviously I'm giving in to whatever my kids want. I'm a total pushover. Matt? So we go to like, you know, like Menards and Target and Lunds and stuff on the regular, right? And so if it's a regular stop, then no, you know, we might have some time where they buy some at Target or something like that. But if we do like a special trip, like to the pumpkin pumpkin patch or, you know, we're going to Valley Fair or we're doing something with grandma and grandpa, you know, then I tend to be a little bit, uh, just a little bit looser with letting them just buy whatever the hell they want. So... Now, if you got to buy your kids whatever they want, just spoil the hell out of them. Who cares? It's, it's. I mean, listen, I, I was going to say, I, I was bringing my kids to a pumpkin patch the other day and I went in and all I heard was, I just want to sniff some glue. I just, and you know what I was oh, at? Nice. I was at a punk, a pumpkin patch, a pumpkin, pumpkin <laughs> patch, pumpkin. Okay. Let me get a clean take. <clears throat> A pumpkin patch, Aaron. That's a shitty joke. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, let's get into rolling. Going. It's time to see what everybody's up to. Hmm. Andy left the Zoom call. That's very interesting. Okay. <laughs> so weird. Uh, rolling, going. Uh, let's start with my favorite, Andy. Rolling, going. How's it going with you? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's going good. I have to say, I uh, prepared a lot for this podcast, but I did not pre- prepare a rolling going. I know it's the most second oh, what what? The shit. <laughs> second, <laughs> most second most popular segment on the show. Um, but uh, where's, Su- where's Sue Ann or whatever her name was? Get her back on here. <laughs> well, you know, listen. I'm just uh, I'm just happy that a, that a white man could uh, provide some representation on a podcast. It's about time. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on and I'll, uh, I'll provide some commentary later. What, well, what about this? What you, you were mentioning, we were talking before we started. So you're a new dad, three month old. I'm kind of curious, like what's been the experience like being a new dad? What's been your most recent experience as a new dad? That's been interesting. You know, there, there hasn't been much. One thing they, they, they tell, uh, you know, some people told us before is that, you know, the, the, there's kind of that, what they call the fourth trimester, which is a few months after the kid's born, he's three months old now. And so he's, uh, he's starting to show a little personality. He's a wonderful little guy, um, but he doesn't do a whole lot, you know? So uh, the, the best part about it is that we had him in July. And so right now is the, you know, we're in the middle of football season. And so football Saturday, football Sunday, I love watching college football. Family time. I love watching NFL. Um, it's a great time to sit in front of the TV with my son on my lap and, you know, watch all the, uh, all, all the football I possibly can, because as I'm told pretty soon, in fact, next football season, he'll be running around. I'll be chasing him, not watching a ton of football. So I'm enjoying that so far. Surrounded by spooky doorknobs. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You got to take advantage of that right now. I can Rob. Rob, I'm going to, I'm going to get some phone calls for us here. Okay. Okay, Uh, Little Rosie. So question for you. When the little guy's got to get up in the middle of the night, do you both get up or is just one of you getting up? No, we're uh, because there is a right answer here. There is. Are we both getting up at the same time or are we switching off? Yes. 
Are you switching we are, off? We, we yes. are switching off. And uh, I know. I, oh, good yeah, for I might you. Get, good uh, for you. Man. People good who man. get up at the same time. They're no, fucked. no, we're. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. You don't need to menage a trois the baby. You can just go one on one. It's not a big deal. Yeah, no, we're, right. we're switching off. And I will say, I, I, I and I hate to, I, I, I hate to be this guy, but uh, and I know it's going to get worse, or it's going to get worse at some point. But like last night, for example, he slept from eight o'clock p.m. until seven o'clock a.m. And that's fairly. T- he'll he'll usually get up once, but then be back in bed in like <laughs> Look at three Aaron. minutes. So we're very fortunate. Uh, we've been very lucky. We have not had a whole lot of trials and tribulations uh, overnight with him since the first couple of weeks. And so I'm wow. sure that will maintain throughout his life and it won't be hard at all. So I don't know four months, four it. months, you mark our words, exactly. four months, when he turns four months old, look I, out. I cannot believe how fast Aaron ate that whole bottle of pills. He heard you say that kid seems well and he just put those pills right down. And he has a big smile on his face now. He thinks it's great. Now I want to tell you about a game we played in our friend group. Anytime somebody had a kid and that is, how fast do you get to have sex with your wife again? I think it's oh, really boy. fun just to pressure it and you say, please, you know, right I'm, away. I'm, you know, I'm out of the game. So it usually takes 30, 45 seconds. That's about it. No, no, but you got to go like, <laughs> hey, you have a baby. Like you get to come home from the hospital next day. You're like, okay, it's time for, you know, I'm the mayor of Pound Town. Let's do this. <laughs> well, you didn't have the baby. And Andy, that's hands, a little honey. treat you get. You get, to see, you get to see a lot of stuff I edit out of the podcast. <laughs> Rob, you're a science teacher. Is there like a medically prescribed time you're supposed to wait or not? there's traffic on the freeway. You might as well, you know, hop on the on-ramp. That's what I say. You know what I mean? Like, just get right in there. You got to get right back to it. There's traffic on the freeway. Yeah. You just, I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Uh, All right. Oh, no. Rolling, go on. Big Rosie, how's it going with you? It's going really good. I've been preparing for this week's episode by watching the movie Collateral. Why do they call you Big Rosie? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Why? It's all yeah, relative, like right? Rosie, right? One could be big yeah, and one could be small. It's just that's relative. Who knows why? He's so big that the birth of his kid, his wife goes, ah, oh, that was not a big deal. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> So I've been prepping for this week's episode by watching the movie Collateral on Netflix starring Jamie Foxx and uh, Tom Cruise. I recommend it. it. It's good. I enjoy it. Yeah. Michael Mann, Michael Mann joint. You said you've been watching Mel Gibson movies all week. I th- oh, Christ. <laughs> I want you to blow me. What? Mel, what? You were in the hot tub with me. I want you to blow me. Mel, you always yell at me. I mean, at that point when your wife's like, what did you say? Say it more clearly into the phone. You know she's recording you, dude. Wise up. By the way, if you have not heard the Mel Gibson tapes, get out there and listen to them. They're a hot. All right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. There's one part where he just gets mad. He goes, what? What'd you say? I had a really fun experience with a friend of mine this week where I saw, and Rob, you might remember, you might know something about this. I saw a great t-shirt on the internet and I had to, I just had to send this t-shirt to a friend of mine just to see what he, what he thought of it. So Rob, do you, have you ever had an experience like that, Rob? (sighs) So first of all, I've also done this with Matt. Where I was absolutely hammered in Las Vegas and we were watching a show on VH1, like a pop-up video show. And a guy was wearing a shirt that was the MasterCard logo. So you know how it says MasterCard priceless. This one, instead of MasterCard, it just says sex with me. And that says priceless. (laughs) I was with Matt in a hotel room. I go, God damn, that shirt's funny. I ordered it right then and there. I have worn it once to walk the dog and I was humiliated. 
never worn it again. So now I get a text this week from Aaron. Novelty shirts never fit right. You, you know, yeah. those are never going to work. Low quality. You Low get them quality. and it's like, oh, you know when it's a Gildan shirt too. You see that Gildan oh, and you yeah. know that shit's yeah. going to yeah. be thick. You know yeah. it's going to be heavy. <laughs> the shoulders yeah. are going to be somehow both too big and too narrow. Like there's something weird going on. You got to Gil- wear it like you got to wear it like six or seven times before you put it in the washer because oh. you know that shit's going to shrink. And the thing is, is like, especially for fat guys, it's like, well, this shirt is too big up top, yet it's too short on the bottom. Like it sticks up. You can see the bottom of my belly button. You can see my spooky doorknob sticking out. Like you, you got to be careful with these things. Spooky doorknob. And so the shirt that Aaron sent me and I immediately bought it, it just says, I make the THX noise when I come. So... Not only did I buy that shirt, I bought it, and then I got an email saying, congratulations on buying this shirt for $35. $35. My wife just pulled me aside this morning and said, listen, we are having some money issues. And I was like, well, don't worry. I got something that's really going to make you mad. You could have bought like two gourds from Aaron's pumpkin patch for that much. Did you say that Aaron sent that to you? I did, yeah. So I sent that to a couple of my friends this week. Aaron did not oh. send that to me. I brought I that independently. So you guys are sending the THX noise when you come shirts to all your friends? Yes, but not to each other. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm making a vinegar face for this place, by the way. Oh. You guys looked me in the eye, so I think we have some sort of bond. Rob, there. do you think oh. when it happens, does it like does the sound start up and then it cuts off because you aren't quite ready yet, or or, not, or does it like? No, it's no? like it's kind of like a movie in reverse where it takes like ninety minutes to actually hear that sound. <laughs> That's the, the problem. Bow. Yeah, it's like that Kanye song at the end here where it's super. Ride slow. I've always, been the guy, I've always been the guy that when guys joke about how fast they come, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> opposite problem. Not funny. I mean, there's nobody makes a joke of like, it takes me forever. Everybody's mad. Everybody's mad by the end. Nobody's happy. Standing up, sitting down, doesn't matter. So that was it. That was the highlight. That was the highlight. Sitting of the down, me, I yeah. wish. I mean, can you, I'm just going to tell you right now. Sex in a chair with your wife. Just picture it. Yeah, right. All right, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Sex in a chair with somebody you're married to. Give me a break. What kind of chair yeah, are you there, talking there's, about? There's one listener who's very famous for having, well, I think he just made out with a chair back in college, but we'll just leave it right there. We'll just let <laughs> he that made out. What does that chair? mean, Matt? Made out with a chair. Well, no, made see, out with a chick in a chair. There's a famous chair from one of the one of your guys' pods back in the day. So, oh, wow. <laughs> Well, let's hear how it's rolling going with Matt. Maybe Matt will tell something about his chairs. Uh, no chairs. Let's see. We got a couple updates. I went to a Moon Bato show. Coach Patrick is now Coach playing Patrick. with Moon Bato. What happened to the um, other band he was in? They still got that one going too, but Moon Bato needed to change up his lineup a little bit. And so he moved over to Moon Bato. And Great it was name, a very good way. show. Where'd you see uh, him at? I saw him at uh, Mortimer's. What's the bar? What's the, the old uh, foosball bar down in about 20th in Lindale? I think you're right. Sounds right. Mortimer's sounds right. Uh, I was, yeah, it was great. You know, except he fucked me because he said that he's going on at 10 o'clock and then I get there and he goes, Oh, sorry, man, I should have told you, but we're now going on at 11. So I had, I I had to get on a flight the next day at like six 15. So that was really nice that it, you know, I didn't get to sleep in anymore. Kind of like this show. It's really Uh, nice. Hey, can I just say something real quick, Matt? Good news guys. I added this to the soundboard. So (laughs) just in case you thought that this joke was going away, it's not. (laughs) Just in case you thought the show 
that would not go off the rails, it is going off the rails. I feel like this is becoming ingrained in my mind, and every time I hear it now, I'm going to have to go take care of something. Like, it's just becoming intuitive right now. Yes. Well, I'll have a shirt that proclaims it to everybody very soon. The uh, I, I did look it up, but I don't think we gave... Uh, I think Aaron probably was the one who called in with that uh, voicemail with the... Or was it a text? I don't know what it was. A bext? How do we back? How do we how do we bext into the bext line, Rob? Well, you can bext in at 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-2325. Seriously, what kind of loser texts or calls the Beck line, really? Call <laughs> in. <laughs> if you have to ask. For, yeah. for every minute you sit on here, little Rosie, you're you're regretting it more and more, aren't you? Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. So Aaron, thanks for calling. I am looking forward to going to the the Smashing Pumpkins concert. They played about a year ago. They've got Jimmy Eha back. So they have three of the four members. Darcy's still out. I don't think she's ever coming back. But they played about 28 songs for about three hours on that wow. tour. And it was awesome. It was awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like Jane's Addiction missed about a week. But starting last night, Perry Farrell should have been back in Cleveland. If not, he'll be back soon. So I think we will see Jane's Addiction. So that's good. Very cool. Um, what else do I have on my list here? Do you guys think Billy Corgan is kind of creepy looking? And does it make you wonder if yeah. Aaron didn't wear glasses, would he be creepy looking? <laughs> <laughs> Man, now that's, Aaron, take no, off your glasses. Are you creepy looking? I want to see. <laughs> take off your glasses right now. Okay. No, not really. Wow, I think he looks really good, actually. Like, really good. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Can we pause? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this sound clip is way too long. It's so long. <laughs> No, Billy Billy Corgan is this weird guy, right? Where he's this singer and he he's always looked old. He's always looked like a creep. His videos were creepy. And then when he got bigger, he was like, eh, I'm just going to get way into wrestling now. And he like yeah, bought he, a he wrestling, like wrestling companies, right? right? Yeah. Wait, really? So, really? Yeah. yeah. He owns like some independent uh, wrestling federation. Oh, like it's, that. yeah, it's, it's so bizarre. Uh, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? We're only going, things are going good. Last week, we I told you guys I was in Vegas. I gave you the opportunity. We could hear about arts and entertainment, food, oh, right. or we could hear about experiences. We talked uh, about experiences, but I thought I'll I needed to share some again. of my oh. my entertainment <laughs> things that I, that I participated in Vegas. See what you guys think of this stuff. I don't know. Rob, Rosie, we've been to Vegas together. I've actually been to Vegas with little Rosie Thank once, true. too. So you guys are all Vegas guys, but I wanted to share some of my Vegas the places I went to for entertainment, see what you guys think of these for a fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. All right. right. Let's hear it. So the first thing I'm curious, have you guys ever done Cirque du Soleil ever before? Yes, I have. With or without yeah. a belt around my neck? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's for next week's episode, but we're happy to have you back for it. <laughs> I can't even play the whole clip anymore. It's embarrassing. I have not done Cirque du Soleil before. I've always wanted to. Did you go, Russell? Russell, there is a 1,000% chance that you were there with some woman if you went with Cirque du Soleil. I'm just going to say that. There is never in the history of like a group of guys going to Vegas been like, damn, guys, we should really go see Cirque du Soleil. It's going to be so good. I got to say, I went to the Cirque du Soleil. It was the Beatles love show. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Like when oh, you're nice. at a Cirque du Soleil show, you're sitting there. Yeah, I got a few drinks Hello. and, you know, you're kind of just sitting back and watching and there's all this shit going on and you can't like you can't stop being captivated by what's going on in front of you. It's bizarre. It's strange. It's athletic. It was a fantastic show. I would highly recommend Sounds it. Cool. Don't you 
Don't you think part of watching Cirque du Soleil, though, is you just want to see one of these French Canadians just break their skull open after they have some accident out there, like fall <laughs> off a ball or off some trapeze or something? Like, like, suck le bleu, my head hurts so bad after this accident. Like, isn't that part of it? Like, you you want to see an accident in Cirque du Soleil, right? It's like, it's like when Monocor ate the guy. Like, you're like, yeah, this is what I was here for. Hooray. It's like what? that trapeze artist, Rob. They had two hits, that double sow cow. Oh. What was the other one? Oh, no. <laughs> when they hit the ground. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so, you know Rob's, Rob's making fun of dead people for being dead. <laughs> so Cirque du Soleil, I thought was captivating. I went. I had a fantastic time. I would definitely go to another Cirque du Soleil show again in a heartbeat. Loved it. I also went to one of uh, one of our favorite spots, Little Rosie. I've been there with you before. I went back to the Carnival Court. Oh, it's yes. the outdoor the bar with the yeah. 80s band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so can I just say something, Russell, real quick? You guys yes. know I have set up that uh, digital photo frame in my living room that just scrolls through every picture I've yes. ever taken, including the ones yep. with my wife on the toilet, right? <laughs> oh, God. It turns out I also have multiple pictures of me being kissed or kissing like 45-year-old women <laughs> at the Carnival Court in Las Vegas. Okay? The Carnival Court would be extremely lame without Rob there. Yes, it would be lame without Rob. These pictures pop up and the kids are like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that's like a Photoshop my friends did. It's so weird. <laughs> I also want to tell you, it's been a week since I put the photo frame up. My wife has still not seen it. She has not noticed <laughs> a giant 8 by 11 photo frame that rotates pictures of the family. I don't know. I'm just going to keep it up up top. I don't, she hasn't noticed. I want to see how long this goes. How far are you going to go with, with how, like, how lewd of picture are you going to add there until she notices? <laughs> it doesn't matter. She hasn't seen any picture. She just doesn't see. I don't know if she's got like an issue where she doesn't see. Like, um, I, but I, I'm thinking to myself, like I have worked so hard to sneak stuff around the house hide stuff, whether it's presents, whether it's eating food in bed, whatever it is, I'm hiding stuff Sex all the time. I don't need to. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't notice jack shit. Rob, do you ever wonder maybe Wait she sees you like that? Like she only sees your face and from oh. the bottom of your nutsack down. I've told she you doesn't that. see that middle part of you. You talked about last week. I've told you that I go to work all the time. I've got toothpaste all over and I've talked to her for five minutes. No help out whatsoever. <laughs> the bottom of your nutsack down is a brutal up because that insinuates that there's no head below the nutsack. No, it's That's, yeah. If I so, literally, if it could just be my shoulders down to my thighs, that if I could take out that part of my body, I'd be so happy. So the Carnival Court is this 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 outdoor bar where you can get drinks. They've got the bartenders flipping like flaming bottles and everything. Yeah. They're standing up pouring shots, and they've got an '80s band. It's the same band we've seen before. Oh, so the Whippets. You guys yes. know you would remember the Whippets immediately oh, yeah. if you saw them. So I went there and I'm in there in the afternoon, and of course they're taking requests. So I got to go up and make a request, right? So what would you guys request if you Russell? were looking for like 80s hair metal band? What Russell? would you want to hear? Russell? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wondering what Russell bought. Oh, yes. He did it. He finally did it. I want to know the time of day. Yes. This part's really hard, by the way. Yeah. Ben Mo, 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 
I know you didn't use your Venmo, but I had to play it anyways. Oh, what so song did it finally did This it. band, you by the it. way, you have to understand, you go see a live band, and they're breaking out No Diggity. They're breaking out uh, Love Shack. They're breaking out hits from the 90s. It's always a banger of a good time. And the key to this club is that it's totally free to get into, which is just our perfect <laughs> price. Yes. Russell, tell us about the band. So this band goes up there, and they're playing exclusively 80s hair metal stuff. So it's all 80s rock. So I started thinking, well, what type of song would you guys want? You know, you, you hear Guns N' Roses all the time. You hear Bon Jovi. I'm curious. What would you guys request if you were trying to get some 80s rock music? 80s I'm going White Snake. Here I go again on my own. Oh, There you go. That's a I good like one. It. Living on a Prayer. Maybe a little yeah, Bon Jovi. Living yeah, on a Prayer. Yeah. Van Halen, Jump. <sighs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so I thought all these are like very obvious ones. I needed to go off the board. Radar Love. Bit. I want to say Radar Love. Oh, Ooh. you're hearing it right now in the background. Oh, it's so good. So I decided I wanted to go a little bit different and I went and requested. So I walk up to the front, the lead singer sitting there and she's one of these lead singers. She stays up there with the band when she's not singing. If someone else sings, she stays up there, like rips around this little whip and everything. She's part of the team, right? So I request the warrior by scandal. Do you guys know this Ooh, one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. What the warrior. Good one. Oh, it's a good song, Russell. Featuring Patty Smith, but with a Y? What's going on here? Smythe. That's Smythe. There's a, That's Patty there's a whole steady lyric where he says this chick looks like Patty Smythe, and I don't think he made a nice life. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know what he's talking about. <laughs> this, by the way, we got to do a video review on this video. Look at this video. This is like Cirque du Soleil. Russell loves this. He thinks this is great. So hold on. This is going to rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a banger. Good luck Yeah. So I go up there and the lady's looking at me and I say, Can I get scandal by the warrior? This is a band that's up there and they say we exclusively do 80s rock. She goes, I don't know that one. And I'm like, what the <sighs> fuck? Oh, so no. I, and she's like, well, I can do something else by scandal. So they gave me goodbye to you. You guys remember goodbye to you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. By scandal. Goodbye wait, wait, wait. Goodbye wait, 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 to you. This is so much easier for me to do it here than, than <laughs> later to you. I know it kills the vibe. I know it kills the flow, but I don't care. Sorry, I didn't give you these. Like, no, 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 no. know that Rob is bold enough to show his YouTube search history on the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen to all these episodes, yeah. you think there's no way he would let you guys see that. <laughs> this one also has Patty Smith with a Y. Patty Smith. Maybe she was like the lead singer, but she got special mention, like Frankie Beverly and Maze. How much this band is hedging their bets because people like Russell asked, like, like how many gaming songs do they actually know? Yeah. <laughs> well, they only this was the only song they knew by like, scandal, but they rocked it. It was fun. Everyone's gotta go check out the carnival court. There were two other spots, a couple other spots I had to tell you guys about quick. I went to this place called Super Frico. Have you guys ever heard of oh. Super Frico? <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> a physical place or a state of mind? <laughs> so, so, so I've heard that being... this place, she's a very kinky girl, but she's all right with me. 
Uh, there are going to be kinky girls at this Super Frico. Let me tell you about this Super Frico. Okay. So a Super Frico is actually an Italian restaurant that's like a club what? atmosphere with techno music. And then there's all these bizarre things going on. So it feels like you're in this club, but you're eating like chicken Parmesan. And then, and then all of a sudden, like a contortionist comes out and like stands on a table and starts like putting their legs over their head and everything. Russell, and then so they'll go ahead. You were at a strip club. I just want to tell you right now, if you're eating wings and there's a Rob, contortionist the on a table. coming up next. I know when I'm in the strip club. It's clear. <laughs> so they're like, this place is unbelievable. You're sitting there. There were contortionist acrobats. There were people wearing penguin costumes that were dancing to Me So Horny by Two Live Crew. Bro, and then they stripped club. off their yes. costumes during the, the song. And they were only wearing penguin heads at the end. There was a break dancer. There was a dirty nurse dancing on a broom. You guys would have loved this stuff. You guys kind of like, like cabaret type mm. shows like that or variety shows. Are you into that type of thing? Oh, I, anything I mean, where you go. I've been to anything like that for years, but anything amazing. where you go and it's just so weird. You like, you yes. go and you look at the person next to you, you go, what the fuck is going on? That's a night right there. Like when you yes. get done and you're like, I don't even know how to describe this to somebody. Another place I went to. So Rob mentioned the strip club. So are you guys show guys? Like when we go, when we go to don't Vegas say together, I just we mentioned the strip club, by the way, I want to be clear. Like that's not just something I talk about. <laughs> well, so when we go to Vegas, we, we're not show guys together. We go gamble. Yeah, grow, we we grow bet guys. on sports. It's a bro trip. Like we're not going to shows like Cirque du Soleil. But I was there with a a, a, a traveler, if you will, a gambler, mm. someone who likes to have fun in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, we should do like a couple shows. So we did the Cirque du Soleil. And then we were looking at kind of these, you know, other shows. And we found a show called Fantasy. It was an adult show with music, comedy, dancing, and adult entertainment at the Luxor. <laughs> which is probably the worst hotel in the history of Vegas. It's way down on the end. Nobody wants to go to the fucking Luxor. But we went to the show called Fantasy. Would you guys ever go with your spouse to like an adult entertainment show like that with, you know, nudity type of stuff? Well, I'd like to answer your question with a question, Russell. Would you take a spouse to such a show? (laughs) Does this guest that you take happen to gamble on what podcast they choose to download? Russell, I would I would answer again with another question. Would you take somebody you thought could be a spouse to a show like this? What do you think? So this show, when you go up there, they essentially they had like a lead singer and she came out. She was kind of like the MC for the night. And then they had like 10 showgirls, like your typical Vegas showgirl type of thing. So, okay. so they did different skits and each skit, Rob, was a different fantasy. So oh. one of the fantasies was a teacher fantasy. What do you think about a teacher fantasy? That would fantasy? be the worst fantasy ever. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like grading. She's like grading papers late in the night. And then she's like, everybody else is asleep. I better jack off on my couch. So puts it to Carla Court and asks her hot for teacher. Yeah. Wow. Nobody came out to catch me. What a fantasy. Wow. I pushed private on my phone right away. So I didn't have to go through and delete my history afterwards. I mean, have you ever had to do that on your phone? Go through and delete your pornographic history and you just look at it. And when when you're in the cold, hard light of the morning and you're looking at the sites you're on the night before, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Dirty nurses. Cirque du Soleil. Old, young. Cabaret old, songs old. that remind me of my grandma. All those old, things. older. French cabaret. Rob and I are going to name our podcast Incognito Mode after the first lesson. That guy has seen a lot of shit.
So would you guys ever go to like an, an adult entertainment show with your spouse? Have oh. you guys ever done anything I, like that? I, I've never done it, but it sounds fun to me. Listen, I, I that, that is such a cheap way to just go go back to that hotel and bang your brains out afterwards. I mean, are you kidding? That you are setting yourself up for success. That is so great. Oh my god, you're just going in your scene and and then all these naked erotic people doing erotic things, and you're like, mm-hmm. God, Russell. I should have been there with you. We could have hung out together. I could have been like, wow, Russell, this is pretty erotic. And then I could have nudged your your friend and been like, it's pretty erotic, don't you? There, there, there was definitely a point where I thought, well, maybe we made a bad choice when there was like 95% men in the audience and only like, you know, a handful of women in the audience. I've but- seen a video like that. I'll, I'll send you guys a link. <laughs> but one guy's wearing a gorilla mask. <laughs> It, it was a great time. You know, Vegas always has these great shows. I would highly recommend do something different next time you go to Vegas. You're guaranteed to have a fun time. So I, I had a great time. Hopefully you guys will do the same when we're bet when they're great. Advice. Hopefully Matt doesn't tell I, Magic I, Mike or whatever his name is. Uh, right. Yeah. On January 20th, I'm going to do the exact same thing we do every year. Just every year. Get crab legs, bet on sports, that's and play blackjack. Yeah. Matt, you're giving me Perfect a huge... Weekend. You're giving me a huge boner over here with what you're talking about, too. Oof. So erotic. Speaking of huge boners, Rob, rolling going, how's it going with you? Uh, Thank you, by the way. Uh, I got to say, guys, I've got uh, a new segment for the show, and I'm hoping we're going to do this weekly. This is where I explore different kinks. Kinks. Some people like sex that is tame. For others, they like to treat it like a game. Some love oiling up rubber sheets. Or people like Darren, yeah, they love sniffing feet. They're kinks, they're kinks, Rob will explain. They're kinks, they're kinks, they're kinks, but we'll never shame. Yeah! I, I might have to isolate that yeah at the end. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. That's the Howard Dean. Yeah! I don't know, who did it, who did it better there with the yeah? That's a toss awesome. up. Yeah. You know, you might see that kinks. Oh, God, I forgot. Now I've lost it. You might see this thing on my soundboard that says kinks, and you're like, oh, Rob's going to play a song by the kinks. No, Rob's going to play a song about kinks. And today's kink that we're going to talk about is a kink called wet look. Have you guys heard about wet look before? No. No. Well, I'm going to a bing link. Here we go. Wet look is a kink that people have where you go out and just hop in a pool or you go out in the rain playing a river and you're in your clothes, you're totally dressed. But you get sopping, sopping wet. Huh? So if you want, there's videos online you can find. I mean, like, look at Dunk Tank Challenge. Oh, safe shirt. Oh, it's already set to off. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's already set to off. <laughs> when do we get to the rating? <laughs> you can do it. Look at this. I mean, we got outdoor pools. We've got wet look. Okay, let's just watch this one real quick. Okay, let's just see what's oh, going on. This, this is what you chose. You couldn't save your pumpkin for your rolling going. You had to use this. this. So you had to yeah. pull that up. Is, oh, no. Look at it. She's spilling. Oh, no, guys. She's trying to drink the water and it's spilling on her shirt. I mean, now that's a wet look. Huh? 
I don't know if you guys ever seen me in the pool, but you know, my hair, I usually I, I kind of comb it back like this, yeah. right? A little bit. Yeah. So when I jump into like a lake or something like that, when I come up out of the water, my hair comes out and I look exactly like Lloyd Christmas. And Sarah <laughs> that's just, a wet look. It, that's, it's just, it's all pushed down look. right in front of me. And Sarah yeah. just looks away at all times. She just says, oh God, wow. she, you know, she can't stand it. So I don't think look. Sarah has the kink of, what do you call this? Wet look at all. And if it is, it's, it doesn't surround around. You don't me. think, but Matt, let me ask you: Have you yeah. asked your wife if she has a wet look kink? Because you never I know. What's going on? Does she seem Why to like? We? Well, listen, I'm Jesus. just letting the videos auto play. We're just watching this. And let me ask you this, Matt: Has she ever been serving you something to drink and spilled it on you and acted like it's <laughs> nope. an accident? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. I thought maybe you were going to mention uh, that Strangers by the Kinks is both a beautiful song that a friend of both Aaron and I's had played at his wedding, and it was lovely. Um, it's also one of the only times in music history, Strangers by the Kinks, uh, where there's a convergence of, uh, of taste both musically and kinkily. So uh, for anybody who's uh, <laughs> a stranger out there, uh, there's a song by the Kinks. I think that last segment kind of brought two, together kinks and taste in a kind of cool way too actually but you know what guys it's time to talk about the album oh is this a music podcast all right but wait until my rolling going next week you know andy if you need a rolling going for our next episode i've got i've got some more kinks that we could talk about i've got a theme song all loaded well, up. The, the fact that you took two trips to europe this summer and didn't tell a goddamn story about it and you just did a wet look rolling going has got me stumped i want to remind you they found my wife's vibrator in a carry-on okay i did tell that's story. true and little Rosie, how long do you have to sit on your hand before you affect, oh. can effectively get the stranger? Oh, jeez. <laughs> is it like a minute, two minutes? What do you find is the best? What do you guys do to Matt? <laughs> See, this is the thing. He's it's not it. me. He's had it. It's not me. He's I get teed him. up on this. Let's, guys, him, let's, listen. let's talk about the album. We're talking about late registration by Kanye West. We brought Andy in because he is a Kanye expert. He's going to help us out. So basically, I've got... So this is his second uh, studio album after College Dropout. This is kind of the second of his four education-themed uh, albums that he put out. And with this, Kanye all of a sudden took the step of... He had done the kind of the chipmunk singing before. He had taken the soul samples before. And surprise, surprise, everyone started copying him. So he, did, he totally switched up. And on this album, he still is using a lot of... It, in Wikipedia, it says less soul samples. I would push back against that. I think he still is using heavy, heavy amount of soul samples. But he is now bringing in a full 40-piece orchestra to do parts of these songs and really give it kind of a real full sound. And, and you can hear it from, from, uh, from College Dropout to this. It, it's a real true musical advancement uh, of the albums. This album ended up getting eight Grammy nominations and winning Best Rap Album of the Year. It was the second year in a row that Kanye won that. This guy's, this is the next year after college dropout. He comes out wow. with this album. I mean, Jeez, you, you know, so, that close together. some artists have a sophomore slump. This isn't even close. This album, I, it, it's a shame because I, I couldn't listen to it at work because people could see what I was listening to and I, and I just couldn't play it. But this album, when I was listening to it at home is so, so good. Andy, what do you think about 
uh, a late registration. Yeah, thanks for asking, Rob. Um, I mean, I think it's an it's an outstanding album uh, for me. It's 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 very nostalgic. You know, Kanye West came out when I was in high school uh, with his first album. This was his you know second one. I was in college, so it was a really formative period for me in terms of exploring music, understanding music, understanding my own tastes, um, and it was really important to me at that time. Um, listening back to it, I love listening to this album, especially right now um, because it's so anthemic. Um, you know, Kanye is not the best rapper lyrically. He's kind of a little bit cheesy. Oh, um, but on. I think that it's interesting to listen to it now because I think there's some there's there's some almost self awareness in it that I think he kind of lost obviously over time. Um, yeah. but looking at yeah. it, it's like it's super youthful. It's like try it's a just a triumphant bastard. Um, and I think it's you know musically it's 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 unbelievable. I think one of the things about Kanye I've always thought is like his ear for music is is outstanding. There's YouTube videos out there about all the samples that he uses, and whether it's things that you've heard all the time, like you know Pretty Young Thing, um, you know some of the you know some of the songs that he, he he's used that people know really well versus you know really obscure shit too. Um, I think his ear for music is incredible, and I think that shines through on this album. And so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's outstanding. It lags a little bit in the middle and, you know, listening to it critically preparing for this really kind of hit me, but I think the front and back are, are, are some of the best, you know, some of the best things that are out there. I will say Aaron and I are on a text chain, just us two, where all I do is I text, Wait, I text Aaron TikToks of various rap samples and how they did yeah. it. And Aaron eats that shit up. I get I so much positive. I'm telling you, if you think he gives me positive reinforcement on this show. You should see it over text. He's like, damn, this is awesome. And I'm like, oh, Every here's time. how uh, George Clinton did Atomic Dog. And he's like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, yes, I know. this is who I need in my life. I don't have to be on TikTok because Rob sends me the ones that are that are applicable to my interests. I'm good. Aaron, I we've got a lot shit. of hashtag wet look TikToks coming your way pretty soon. I've got a whole bunch I'm going to text you. It's crazy. Crazy. I mean, they're spilling juice all over the place. It's insane. Let's start it up. Wake up, Mr. West. Now, by this Mr. time, Bernie, Bernie Mac has passed away by this time, right? Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. So we this, this is DeRay Davis doing an impersonation of, of course, the famous Bernie Mac uh, skits from the first album. I'm just going to play a little bit. This is like the same start as college dropout. Similar vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you got that book bag at? I'm carrying that little book bag. I usually don't like like the skits and stuff, especially at the beginning. For some reason, it works for me with with Kanye's albums. I don't know why. This works. Next, I heard him say. And I heard him say. Can you believe? I remember calling Aaron. It was like Michael J. Fox in Next to Future, and I said, "Man, there's no way that either of these guys are ever going to lose sight of the public eye. Everybody's going to love them." So, is that Adam Levine or who is it? Adam Levine from Maroon Five. Now, Russell, have you been keeping up on your Adam Levine news? I'm assuming he's done something wrong. I don't really follow him. Well, it kind of depends what you think. So, Russell, let me just. I've, uh, all the notes I have for this song, literally, I've just written out Adam Levine's texts uh, word for word. So I'm going to read them to you right now. Adam <laughs> Levine recently got caught. Uh, he was texting a uh, model named Summer Stroh. Now, Adam Levine is married to a, a angel from Victoria's Secret. Uh, but, of course, he decided to take some time and uh, go do some other stuff. Maybe maybe get into some wet look a little bit. Slide in the DMs. And he texted this to this woman who then just put it on TikTok and said, Quote, you are 50 times hotter in person. So, Russell, you're, you're kind of an expert with these texts in the, in the dating sure. world. Is this a good start? You are 50 times hotter in person? I, I don't think you ever want to put anything out there to imply that anyone wasn't hot in any other context. <laughs> that's so I, I think that's too. a bad move. Also, putting uh, a number on it. like you can, I mean, you, then you're just setting yourself up. 
And then yeah. he said, period, capital A, and so am I, ha, ha, ha. Now that's a no, baller that's, move. That's that's move. Yeah. That's yeah. good, uh, isn't it? Where you're like, hey, you're hot, and so am I. And it's like, hey, you got to make her think a little bit. Like, hey, maybe I could be having sex with Adam Levine right now. And then in another one, and by the way, this guy is 43 years old, so he's a year older than me. I assume by the time I'm 43, I'm gonna get all this stuff out of my system. I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. He wrote, "That body of yours is absurd." <laughs> that's a text. I think that's a bad move. Now you're starting to put stuff on a pedestal. I, I think that's a bad way to go if you're trying to. <laughs> Have a, have a, a okay. dating relationship with the lady here. So here's one. I think I actually have texted this directly to my wife. I may need to see that booty. Fuck. <laughs> with a bunch of K's. Put it up about your pirate role play. I, <laughs> well, it's kind of similar. Wasn't it uh, Kendrick's dad who had that kind of, he wanted to see the big booty yes. or whatever a few weeks ago. Get a big old fat ass. Watching your ass jiggle on that Watch table will, will permanently scar me. I'd do anything for it. I'd buy a steak dinner and whisper sweet nothings into it. I mean, he is pretty poetic here. He's, he's coming out. He's coming out with uh, phrases that I probably couldn't pull. You can tell why he's a songwriter. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, he pulled the alt. By the way, this is the third single off the album. But he then pulled the ultimate move and texted her and said, "Listen, Summer, my wife and I are going to have a. If we have a son, we want to name it uh, Summer. Is that okay with you? <laughs> what?" His texts are terrible and Adam Levine is clearly a, a terrible human, but I will say in his defense, none of us would want our text messages leaked. <laughs> <laughs> not, now, not during the faith. Okay. Never. None of us would want that. I'm going to read, Sorry, Adam, I'm read the text between Aaron and I. Ready? <laughs> oh, it's zero. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> First of all, he sent me the shirt. I make the THX sound uh, when I come, of course. Yeah. Okay. So. This doesn't look so good when you put it in writing, you too. No. Now that I'm seeing it in writing here, and I'm. I and then I wrote, man. Christ, I just laughed in public. I can't stop thinking about this shirt. 8.13 p.m., by the way. This is not like late at night. <laughs> Holy shit. And then I texted him back a receipt from my email. <laughs> I just bought one. LOL. And I, I can't wait to wear it in Vegas. See, I'm thinking about you guys. Yeah. Uh, please bring this up on the podcast. And Aaron writes back, I am so excited. And then I sent him something from George Clinton on TikTok. And he said, that's fucking rad. So I, listen, I'm happy life. to have my text that's messages our, out there. That's life we have. I will say also, it seemed like a big deal when, when Kanye put Adam Levine on a track. It was such a heat check. It was like... I'm such a cool rapper and I make such cool songs that I can put this dork from Maroon 5 on my song and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was, and then it turns out he's pretty fucking cool. It was, actually. It was our generation's well, yeah. uh, McCartney and Michael Jackson. And I don't know whether that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the girl is mine. Her ass my jiggles. Mind. I might have to see that booty. My mind. I'd buy the steak dinner. My mind. I'd whisper sweet nothings to it. Mine. Listen, this joke is going to keep going. It's so good. At least Adam Levine never texted about wanting that mommy's milk, right, Rob? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I want to buy that mommy milk a steak dinner, please. Oh, my God. Vincent Price, he loves that Conrad Murray bit. Excuse me, Dr. Conrad Murray. I didn't go to four years of fake medical school for nothing. Uh, all right, let's get into the third song on the album. Touch the Sky, yeah. featuring Lupe Fiasco. This is the most Chicago song on the record. Is this the Curtis Mayfield sample right here? Yes. Yeah. Back 
He does take these amazing songs and puts beats on it, puts sounds on it that it's amazingly musically. I, I don't know if like we've talked before about these bands that you know sample. I don't know if everything he does just samples amazing songs. And like I had a hard time kind of justifying in my head: is he awesome or is he just picking amazing songs and making them like amping them up yeah. just a little bit to make them even more awesome? So, but the samples on this are just bananas good, right? What What I thought was interesting is that uh, when I was listening to this, I think a lot of his his recent controversy uh there's obviously some shred to this when he says i couldn't work the locks only an anti-semite wouldn't want locks so i thought that that was interesting (laughs) i i will say too i think russell if if it was as easy as just taking a good song and putting beats on it, and that would make a hit. You would have way more people be able to do I'm it. I'm not saying it's easy. He's no. got, clearly got an ear for doing something he's got that's, an unbelievable that's out ear. there, and he's, he's on his own level with it. Because it, I've said it before with these albums. These are some of my favorite albums we've listened to. And, like, you listen to this, and if you go and listen to, like, the Eagles next week, like, musically, they're just not even the same type of thing, right? They're in this, like, completely different uh, universes. Oh, Oh, 1000%. I mean, I to go from this album to listen to Cal- Hotel California for next week, I was like, oh, it was like whiplash. But it was the only one I could show at work that I was listening to. So my work people are like, God, this guy loves the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> people are like, oh, I like I that hate one. the fucking yeah. Eagles, man. <laughs> In that video, Kanye dressed up like Evil Knievel and that's was right. sued oh, by right. Evil Knievel. Hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's forgot. And, and uh, it was settled when Knievel met Kanye and said, oh, he's actually quite a gentleman. But it brings me to this idea. Why are there no longer daredevils? Like, why don't we just have, like, why isn't there an evil Knievel anymore? Like, jumping shit over shit and doing shit. It, I mean, a daredevil now is like David Blaine, right? He's like, I'm going to be in ice for a while. And it's like, no, we want to see your ass <laughs> jump some semis, dude. Not magic. I think it's-, it's rough times for all the daredevil kinks out here or there. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want to see, like. You you text like your your partner on your normal phone and not hide it and see how that's daredeviling, right? If you're texting some woman and you're like, I want to buy your ass a steak dinner and you just don't delete the message, that's a modern day. I think modern day daredevil is when you text a woman like, I want to buy your ass a McChicken or something, just see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, it does not work. <laughs> I think "Touch the Sky" is such a, is such a good track. Russell brought up a great band. Like that's like this is so indicative of this album. The samples on it, his ear for things. It's like just so triumphant. And if you know like where he was at in his career after you know his first album, pop, the college dropout popped off so much. Um, this is just like a victory lap. And like to me, I almost wish his career would have ended here uh, with this album. But I think "Touch the Sky" is is really indicative of of, of just what this album is really about. Well, and one thing about this song is that this is Lupe Fiasco's, what they said is his big breakthrough. Now, I've never heard of Lupe Fiasco, so I'm not sure how big the breakthrough was, but listen to this verse. Yes, Kick, yes, push. This verse. Hell yeah. Lupe in the third. Plus, he's rapping about the Thundercats. Yep. And we know the syrup, Aaron, keeps talking about wanting to try this stuff. I, Aaron, it's dangerous. Don't do it. about <laughs> 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 better than you'll know this better than me but like Kanye always brings in all these artists on his albums I think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like some of the best parts of that album were bringing in like these guest artists to do a verse here and there they just kill it absolutely on it, yeah they? there's so many great guest spots on here um yeah I mean he was great at that because he probably wasn't a good enough rapper to put enough verses together for his own album so he brought on 
uh, on guest stars as well. And, you know, his, his whole career was, Oof. was producing music, you know, before this was producing music for, for really good stars as well. I did want to say, um, Adam Levine should have stuck to the plan here on this album and told that woman that, uh, she had a body like Mrs. Butterworth. I think that's the height of romance right there. <laughs> oh, that's it, right? <laughs> that's it. My favorite, I, th- I forgot my, my second favorite moment on the album until Cam shows up is when Lupe says, I'm going to end my verse right where the horns are. Like, oh, and he it's so perfect. good. How do you fucking do that? It's, it's so fucking good when he says I mean, these that. guys used to yeah. victory lap, man. They're young and they're just like. In the fresh pair steps and my yeah. best phone call. I'm going to put it in the background right now. I represent the first. Now let me end my verse right where the horns are. Like, oh, I got to testify. Come You're hearing that in the background right now. Oh, and it sounds so good. Yes. Next up, we have Gold Digger, the song that made that made everyone in uh, 2005 really think about when they were singing out loud with a song. What are you going to do? Listen to this. Yeah. We've got Jamie Foxx in the background. Our generation juicy. I know I also think it's the song that made Rob's wife, the doctor, think about why she didn't get a prenup. <laughs> she said she wants a post I don't know what that is, but <laughs> she's, good. she's writing something up that says the post up. That can't be good. I believe this is produced by John Bryan. Didn't Aaron, didn't you do a list on John Bryan a few weeks back? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, John Bryan's all over the South. Yeah, same guy. Russell, yeah, exactly. I can relate to where he says, I got to take all these kids to Showtime and then they're all going to bring their friends and I got to deal with them too. I was like, damn, Kanye, you and I, we're in the same boat, man. It's the same thing where it's like, oh, we'll take the kids to the diner. That won't be expensive. Oh, they're each going to bring a friend. Okay, now we're paying $160 to go have brunch at the diner. It's an absolute disaster. Kids' friends are the worst. Kids are so much easier to deal with when it's just their parent and it's just you and your kid. Like as soon as you get around their friends, then it's just like stress. Do you ever think though, Rob, do you ever think like kids think that friends' parents are the worst too? Like they don't want to be around you. Like it's awkward being around your friends' parents as a kid. Like you think they're the worst. They think you're the worst. No, Russell, I, you know what I've done to to do that? This is how I kind of have bonded with anyone. The friend and I just make fun of my kid. We just burn on my kid the whole time. Now my friend and I have bonded. We're good to go. It's great. And then when it's my kid and my wife, the kid and I both make fun of Jenny. Like we're all making fun of each other, except they never make fun of me. Don't ever make fun of me. And it's not a big deal if they do, because I take criticism pretty well. It's not a big deal. Certainly. Certainly didn't get a text from Russell this week about how I'm doing the gambling that sent me into a spiral thinking about how, how we're setting it up. Not a big deal to me. Four gas. Say it with me. Skit one. Up four, no gas. Say it. I love the skits on this one. No yeah, they're nice. So one thing is that they're nice and short. We can't afford gas. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of stickers that make that point. That's a great point. Drive slow. Mad at Brandon. You never know, homie. God, this is so good. Dude, this is like such an artifact of the early 2000s, too. Like, that's like Lupe and Paul Wall. Like, I don't know what Paul Wall's doing now. Lupe still does shit every now and again. But, like, they were just, you know, they were superstars for a minute in the early 2000s. And it came up. Right. He does, man. He takes these people, puts them on his albums. They do, like, one or two more things. We never hear of them. And nobody knows why. But he's just a hit maker, dog. It's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 it, there is something powerful, right, about a song that's just about driving around in a car. Because yes. I think everybody has that memory where you're just with friends, you have driving nothing to car. do, you're just driving around to see what's going on. Like you just, you just, it, it's such a. It, everybody can relate to that. Of like the day. I mean, I just want you to imagine right now. It's Saturday. You don't have anything planned. That's it. 
That's what you have to imagine. Like, that is my dream come true, that I have a Saturday where I'm not going to some fucking apple orchard somewhere. I'm not doing jack shit. I'm not going to go see some kids in a play doing this stuff. I am just going to do nothing. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang out with my friends and drive around in a car. That sure sounds right. like the ultimate weekend of the year. By the way, marriage is going fine. Don't worry about me. Unless your high school girlfriend <laughs> broke up with you, then you're not driving slow. <laughs> he does listen he listens to all of them this wow. guy gets it speaking of Paul Wall let's listen to his verse right here right are we going to listen to the disco ball one my trunk waving the candy gloss is immaculate simply amazing the male bows poking wide on the candy leg trunk open screens I had to look to see what the term trunk waving meant and what it was is that basically they would just leave their trunks a little bit unlatched and then when the music was really blasting you would see it bouncing up and down and I was like Damn. And I know we've talked about it before. I was one of those guys. I wanted to let those Alpines blast in my car so yes. bad. And I, and as soon as I like looked into it at all, I was like, oh no, I can't afford this. And I have no idea what I'm doing with it. Paul Wall, though, one of those rappers I've never, I, I don't know how many solo albums or mixtapes he, he has. I've never listened to any of his solo albums. Anytime he shows up on a track, I'm like, yes, it's Paul Wall. And you're going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. If he's on the track, you're going to love it. So this one is one of the few songs on here, or the only songs on here with Kanye does none of the vocals. This is all common uh, over a Gil Scott Heron song. Yeah. So, so is this the same beat or track for Homecoming too, or not? It sounds exactly the same, doesn't it? It makes sense with the home. Hey, Matt, can you see if there's... A, is there any Gil Scott Heron on the list? I doubt it, right? I don't know, but it just sounds so good. I mean, he did more spoken word, right? Than, than he was sort of in between jazz. More of a poet, right? Yeah. Wait, are you talking about Homecoming by J. Cole? No. Because no. he does sample that song, oddly enough. Well, that's weird, but no. <laughs> but it is a different sample than Homecoming by Kanye. It's similar though. It is yeah, different, yeah. huh? Not on the list, Rob. Not on the mm, list. That's too bad. Are you talking about Homecoming Russell where I took a girl to dance once in high school and uh, the girl was extraordinarily hot. She was very good looking. She was, one of, she was one of these kids that I was always nice to her in middle school. She had a major rat tail, just the biggest rat tail you've ever seen on somebody. And you know what? I was still nice. I thought, I thought, this I thought we were talking about Homecoming is in anytime Rob Taylor's yeah. out of town. What's he doing? THQ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob, you weren't like one of those creepy college students that was like going to homecoming with like high school juniors or anything, no. were you? No. No. <laughs> no. No. I did the very cool thing where I dated a girl from high school to college. Which is like bringing a beer to the bar. You, there's, there's beer at the bar. Like you don't, you should not bring a beer to the bar. It's not going to be as good as the beer at the bar. Don't do so it. So our, our season tickets in Iowa State are in the section next to where they, they just moved the student section. So the students are next to us. There's a big plexiglass wall to keep them out. They're like caged animals. But at the first game, I saw this guy standing behind his girl in like prom pose. And I just wanted to go over to the guy and be like, dude. Go back to go back to Fort Dodge. It's not going to work out. Like, just don't do this. Don't go through the breakup. It's it's fine. All right, crack music. <laughs> I gotta admit, I do love this kind of conspiracy, Kanye. I think it's a little peek into where we're going here, but 
He's right. talking about living. Kind of gives you that. The government putting crack into the ghetto to cause all these problems and uh, to, to cause this uh, systemic racism. There's a few different lines on this album. They definitely stick out when you listen to it now. Yeah, yeah totally. It's a, you see it through a whole different lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, another. Hey, I'm not the only guy to sample Bill Withers today. This is Rosie yes. by Bill Withers. <laughs> Roses. But can I please give her these flowers? The doctor don't want to take I don't know what, what kind of mallet instrument that is or whatever that's a sample from or whatever they're using, but there's just all these little musical things that I really enjoyed. Oh. I do. That's a John Bryan song. Yeah. Like if you listen, if you watch Punch Drunk Love, you'll hear that sound all over it. I think I think I enjoy Kanye's rapping because I can hear it again. It's this crystal clear thing I'm obsessed with. I can hear every word he says. I can understand what he's saying. I don't need to look at the lyrics to see what's going on. Like, you're, you're listening to this song. You know exactly what he's talking about. The grandma's in the hospital. He shows up. Everybody wants his autograph. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's, I love it. Matt, you've talked before about not loving Kanye's as a rapper. What do you think of this album? Is this any different from for you from, from the other two we've listened to so far? No. And I'll give you the, you know, a little bit of an early take from the most exciting part of this podcast, which is the rating system at the end. You know, we heard Kendrick two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was it two, three episodes ago? Sure. And then to come to that, you put a Kendrick track on and you put any Kanye track on. I don't care what one it is. And you're going to be like, that guy is junior varsity from a oh. rapping standpoint, <laughs> you know, just from a, but not from musicality and not from lyrics. Right. But just from a straight up rapping standpoint, you can understand why, uh, Jay-Z and all these guys are like, nah, man, just stay behind the scenes. Just mm-hmm. keep writing, keep making the beats. You're not a rapper. You can understand. I can understand. Maybe other mm-hmm. people can't, but I certainly think he's JV when it comes to rapping skills. Yeah. And, and you know what happens if you go further down the alphabet, you get to Jay-Z. I mean, it's JV to, I mean, you go I mean, JDW, JX. I go, so you go to JW yeah, first. Right right there. Yeah, so. Bring yeah. me down. Shout out Brandy. Taking yes. on the haters here, huh? Oh, yeah. Guys, it's just like a cordial. It's featuring Brandy. Yo, if you guys want to, like, Brandy's first album, underrated. You guys want to have a nice Saturday morning, put on Brandy's first album. That shit knocks. I thought this was the one of the. Brandy's talented. She's a great singer. I thought this was one of the weaker parts of the album. Oh, I, skipped sure. my yeah, I skipped this track. I like sure. this track yeah. enough, but I like Brandy on it. But yeah, the middle of this album lags a little bit. Yeah. I got to say, though, that is a song he wrote to his haters. If you guys had a, a hater, like, what would you say to them? Life's too short. Get over it. <laughs> hmm. What if they're saying too short? That's what your haters are saying, like, in the first place. Rosie, what would you say to your haters? I'd say thank you for giving me the f- the fuel that I needed. Like, you know, those people who like make it to the top, like, well, I just want to thank my haters first because that's what, yes. you know, I mean, I'd say like, if you, I don't know, I'd say like, don't waste your time. I those people usually thank the, thank the Lord first for giving it's them for, the Yeah, talents. first the Lord and then, and then thanking the haters yeah. for doubting them. No, if I, I combine it, I'd be like, I want to say to the Lord, I know you're a hater. Fuck you, I made it to the top. I'm number one. God, you're number two. I'm number one, baby. Woo. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I hope everything's fine. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Andy? What would you say to your haters out there? I would probably say, you know, I'd turn the other cheek. I would say thank you, and here's a great podcast recommendation. It's called Beck Did It Better. I think you'd love it. Oh. 
the worst thing you could do to your haters. Uh, I would say to my haters, I'm sorry for waking you up. I'm so sorry. I tried to come to bed so quiet. You woke up. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry for rolling uh, over in bed. All right. Uh, guys, I know some people are addicted to what the dick did, but here's a song called Addiction. Isn't this about what the dick did? Why everything is supposed to be bad make me This is like, so good. like the entire Yeezus album everything was burst out of this track. Was exactly what I would. Man, I try to stop, man. I Am I wrong that this song kind of sucks? Uh, it does. It's, no. it's a dud. I wrote down, it's a dud in the middle of the album. It's unique. It's different. Honestly, if you put it on a lot of albums, you'd probably say this is one of the better songs on the album, but this doesn't even compare on this it, one. It's, Do you, it's a it dud. samples Etta James, My Funny Valentine, which is a, a quite a famous song. And if you went back in time and told Etta James that that's what was going to be done with this song, I, I, she'd probably pick up reading paper. <laughs> Not great. No. <laughs> This song is like the equivalent of a wet look I, in terms of kinks. Like, it's just not that exciting at all, right? <laughs> no. But some people well, like yeah, it. it's like... Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to shame those people anymore no did you listen to the song earlier we don't shame uh, I will say I think it's very funny that you would have a time machine and just go back and be like hey Anna James listen to this and she's like what the fuck you just got out of a time machine <laughs> this is what you brought me like the sound you're looking for and it's like you get back in and they're like oh no I dropped my I dropped my sports almanac oh well I'm sure that won't cause any long term effects I'm heading back uh, I do like this because at the, the end, he, Kanye, there is a little skit. It's it's hard to understand, but Kanye is asking his girlfriend for a threesome. And I was just saying, Rosie, if you were going to ask your wife to be in a threesome, what do you, how do you think you would approach that? Like, what would you say? You got to identify which Rosie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. That was, that was a trick. I was going to see maybe the good, get both of them to say something. I, I, my wife listens to this podcast, <laughs> Rob. I don't know what. <laughs> Like you would I like think you just have to approach it from like a scientific <laughs> problem. Think, right, Rick? Rob, haven't you said yeah. like there's a scientific problem? I'm gonna get hurt if I don't do this, right? I, I think I'd say, like, listen, there's this guy at work, and he is oh. Roy. <laughs> yeah, it's Roy. He wants to come over and play video games and occasionally deep <laughs> you while I watch. I think uh, and what? I think that's okay. You are not describing a threesome. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not. We, yeah, that's we might need to get a little rosy off. We that's might have a, a, we uh, have some. I don't think so. Performance that's, going yeah, on here. This is the wrong king. This is the problem. That's the wrong. I did see. I did see a TikTok, and I am going to try to do this. Where somebody was walking through the uh, grocery store with their wife, and they put a pineapple in their cart upside down. Okay, and I'm seeing a big nod from Rosie because he knows that that is the international sign for swingers, an upside down pineapple. So next time you're in the grocery store with your wife, put a pineapple upside down in the cart. Anyone that comes up to you you know that they're down to swing. That's not true. That's not true. I think it's an an online thing. If you spend a lot of time online, you've seen this somewhere. It's like, you know, people say this, and I don't think it's a real thing. Yeah. Aaron, wait until next week's kink segment. You're going to learn something pretty interesting about upside down pineapples. So happy. Skit two. Got no clothes. Ain't got no cars. Ain't got no hoes. We broke. 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 It is fun. Got it broke. I gotta say, guys, I, I this I do enjoy this song. Yeah, oh, diamonds yeah. from zero. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
I was worried about this one because I thought this was just out of this world good. I loved it. I could listen to this over and over, and I was worried you guys weren't going to like it. I was going to feel bad. Like, this is where his sound is going on the next album, too, right? The lyrics where he's talking about, I mean, to be talking about blood diamonds, and he says, over here it's the drug trade. We die from drugs. Over there they die from what we buy from drugs. Like, you realize, like, it's just misery stacked on top of misery stacked on top of misery. You know, unless you're like a white male in the United States. Unfortunately, I think Kanye has some thoughts about that now, too. So, so good. And then Jay-Z comes on and where Kanye yeah. comes up and says, listen, Conflict Diamonds, guys, it's a real deal. We got to think about where we're spending money. Jay-Z's like, I'm so fucking cool. Check this out. He's like, I'm the fucking man. That beat is awesome, too. Right here, listen to this. I want to get the part where he's a businessman. I mean, you could say the Eagles are closer to Bob Newhart than they are to this, right? Yes, right. I mean, yeah, like, you get the greatest rapper of all time to just drop in and do that. He's talking about the rock of Gibraltar and all this shit. It's it's crazy. And that, (laughs) of course, is Jay-Z's famous line where he says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Which is so good. It's so good. But it also launched like a generation of dudes who put that in there, a way message <laughs> on their Facebook quote, and then later on decided that they want, like the Jordan, that they like they watched Wolf of Wall Street and got the entire wrong message about it. Like, yeah. like you can see the seeds of like what Kanye did to pop culture to just sucks in some regard. Guys, yes. mindset, grind set. We got to get out there. We got to get on our grind. We're going to end up like Jay-Z. Rise and grind. We major with Nas. I heard the beat and I ain't know what to write. First line. This is good, man. The horns of this album are so cool. Just like a little, whether they're just like in your face, like touch this guy around here, where they're a little bit more subtle. And, and there's these chimes. Like, who's ever made better use of yeah, chimes yeah. In, in a top 500 album than this guy, right? Guys, skit three. I love, I just love this joke at the end. Remember all those Christmases when your mama walk in the room and pretend she was the tree, huh? Remember that? It's so good. It's so good that it's like we had so little money that mom just pretended to be a tree. I think it's so that's, great. That's pretty clever. Celebration. Wait, you missed Hey Mama. Motherfucker. Well, I'm sure that's not an important track for what we have planned today. Hey Mama. This, of course, guys, now think about this. He debuted this song on Oprah with his mom in the crowd. I just want you to be proud of me. That is a baller move. Sometimes I think about that when I think about my mom's experience with me, which is A, she was a special guest on this podcast. B, not even a real episode, the best of. B, when I graduated, I wore leopard skin underwear under my robe, and my friends and I all bought these leopard skin bikinis. And so here I am, 18 years old, having graduated from high school, and I'm out back with an open robe taking photo shots like this of just my junk in this leopard skin bikini. And I'm sure my mom looked and was like, I love my son. I'm so proud. This is this Rob is said, great. I just want you to be proud so, of me. So, You're lucky to be on a podcast with two dudes who have the same that's mom. Right. So yeah, in honor of Aaron and I sharing a mother and Hey Mama, which is an outstanding track by Kanye. I we, I know we're flying through this episode. We're trying to make time here, but do we have time that I can do a list real quick? 
Wait, Do what? A, a list? list? A guest list? A guest list? Guest list. One with Aaron's mom. <laughs> you thought you would make a list? <laughs> I did. If it, it, just, if it pleases the court. Pretty presumptuous. I'm just realizing that all my list sound clips are on a different. Where is my? I just saw Russell's list. Did I fucking delete the list sound clip? You keep looking. I'd finish up my rolling going real quick. Yes, please. Yes. So Leo and I are sitting in the in the traffic, right? And so right up next to us pulls this old beater of a truck, probably one you find out in Iowa. And it's got BLM in big letters going right down the, sure. the, the yes. window, right? All right. Bang local MILFs. <laughs> and so then Leo asked me, what's a MILF? Oh, yeah. So I had to try to. What'd so you say? Layers. So many layers. Uh-huh. Local MILFs are taking over because I see so many ads on some sites I go to where they're in my area and they kind of want to meet me. <laughs> I didn't know they were driving around in a truck. That makes it so much easy. Uh, they're advertising. Yeah, we're going to advertising get... on trucks. Is this it? Yeah. It's yes. It. Found it. Yes. For another better all right, so we've got a we've we've got a guest list today, Rob. Let's start it off with uh, the, the this is songs about mothers. So because Aaron and I share a mother, there's a wonderful track about moms called "Hey Mama." On the I know Rob Rob made Rob made that clear that you guys share a mother. <laughs> I think he put it a bit differently earlier this podcast. By the way, I have some Bing searches about sharing moms too. If you guys, I'll show oh, you later. It's, it's, it's in my next segment. Local ones. Um, all right, so the first track on this list is a song called "Mama" by a band called Yam House, and it's a fun little track. Uh, but the reason that Ooh, I wanted I the reason one. that I wanted to include this is not only because it's a song that I really like, um, but this band is also from Hudson, Wisconsin. And I don't know if anybody else on this call has ever been a degenerate in their early 20s living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But if you were, Hudson, Wisconsin is notable because on Sundays, if you want a day drink all day and you don't have any beer from the night before, it used to be that you had to go over to Hudson on Sunday to buy beer to uh, to drink because they didn't sell it in Minneapolis. So I spent a little bit of time in Hudson back in my early 20s living there we in go. Minneapolis trying to get here to, to, to drink for NFL and NFL games from there as well. Nice little song. Oh, nice. Shouts out a few, a few artists that we've heard on the, uh, on the Back to the Better list before. Well, I'm sorry for oh, I like this song. You always tend to take the I love the ideas that, that Matt would meet a MILF. And he's like, where are you from? And she's like, I'm from way out in the suburbs. And he's like, mm, it's not local. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far away. Andy, I'm with That's you. This might, this might have to be deleted. But um, Hudson, Wisconsin was also the place where a single guy could go get a beer for a date when the whole world shut down in the state of Minnesota said wow. nothing was allowed wow. to be open. So, so I may or may not have done the 45-minute drive yeah, for a yeah. date in Hudson, Wisconsin, oh, when the only other option for a date would have been Malax Casino. The casino was the only other place you could go at that and so, point. And so we- hey, do you want to go to the casino or Hudson, Wisconsin? Actually, I don't think this is going to work out, Click. Well, Rob, to be fair... 
I did both of the options and neither of them worked out very well. <laughs> so our, our, our second song is a, a wonderful song about abstinence, abstinence education called Mama Told Me Not to Come. Um, and the reason, oh. that I, the reason that I included this song is because the original, uh, the original, not the original artist, but the original writer of the song who then recorded this version is Randy Newman. And I don't know if you he wrote this? Yes, he did. At one point in time, I actually had a voicemail on my phone from the Packers head coach. Did you guys know that? Well, no, yeah, I yeah. That. so I, I had that. a voicemail on my phone from Packers head coach, Danny from St. Paul, and it just said, I love Randy Newman. South St. Paul so, Packers. exactly right. So maybe, uh, maybe St. Paul called me on Aaron's phone one time and he left a voicemail that just said, I love Randy Newman, so I had to include the Randy Newman song. Now, okay. got to do it for Manny. He's probably listening in the shower. Not only is that song about abstinence education, it's also actually about a guy who moves to L.A. and he goes to these parties and he can't handle it. And he thinks my mom told me not to come to these parties. And the reason that that's notable for me is that when I was when I, when I was young, I was in like fifth Local. or sixth grade and I was at a baseball game and I was stepping up to bat. And I look, I was a lefty. So I looked off into the distance and I see my dear oh, no. brother puking in the woods behind the baseball, behind the baseball field, because him and his best friend oh, had no. gotten into his best friend's dad. <laughs> Liquor cabinet, allegedly, um, and he had made it to my baseball game the next morning. But right behind our mother, Aaron was puking off in the woods because he couldn't handle. Oh no! Embarrassing. So, oh you know, no! Should have told him that. I can't believe he did this. I can't believe he did. This. Can you just imagine, Aaron, if Wallace was at a game puking his brains out, and you were right there? <laughs> What a oh, it was the piece of shit, schnapps. son. You are. It was the peppermint schnapps, but I made it. I was at the game. You know, I was there <laughs> on peppermint schnapps. Yeah. All right, I gotta oh, give it to you. No. There, peppermint schnapps is so good. <laughs> so the next one really doesn't have a song oh, behind no. it. It's just far and away the greatest song about moms ever written, and it's "Mama Tried" by Merle Haggard. Um, yes. I don't know if anybody else. Oh, I don't know if anybody else has any stories about this uh, this particular song. I don't know if they've tattooed it on themselves at all, but uh, it's a great song. We don't. We don't do a lot of country on this uh, on this podcast, Andy. I'm, are you a country guy? Do you ever like? Are you disappointed that we haven't done more country so albums when you listen or not? Yeah, so a couple things. I do. I do enjoy the country music. I like this country music a lot. Like you know, everybody like says they love outlaw country and old country. So I do love that. Like early night, you know, late eighties, early nineties country. Like my grandparents always had that. They were big music fans, but they had that on in the car. They were from small town Iowa, so we went out there. And then you know, similar to you, Russell, I've had to do a lot of things uh, in my life. Having you know, I got married a little later in life. I was, I think, 35. And so, you know, being on a lot of dates in my life and going through the days a lot, I've had to do things to kind of, uh, you know, be in the dating pool. And one of them is like country music. So I've been yeah. to country music shows, <laughs> yes, yeah. shows, you know, pretending to like Florida Georgia line and shit like that. So yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, a, it, like I, I can't, I can't imagine like you could be out in the Des Moines dating scene talking about the new Kanye album and hope it's going to yeah. go well that night. Right. <laughs> Listen, some of us go to country shows. Some of us go to Cirque du Soleil. It's all the same when you get down to it. You know what I mean? But I do think if you're interested, I would listen two weeks from now. I have a great kink segment uh, that's called Mama Tide. It's a whole... Oh, that, that Merle Haggard song, though, that is, that's, yeah, it's, hands it's down, there's not a better, there's not a better. The greatest of all time. Um, and so the final yeah. song on the list, um, so, you know, so this artist, uh, I actually found recently, I was on a flight, so story about a flight, uh, and there was uh, someone in front of me who had a barking dog, and I, there was, it was going on right at the beginning oh, of the flight. Get the fuck off this dog, And so I furiously Googled, like, best instrumental rock albums, you know, so I could have something in my noise-canceling AirPods, no free ads. 
Uh, you so two, you fucking brothers. You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> the entire time while I was reading a book on this flight, I didn't hear this fucking barking dog the entire time. This artist also has a song called What Mama Said. Uh, and it has the only words of the song are what mama said. And this is comparable, <laughs> the incredible Jeff Beck. So when it, Oh, oh you did it. So I'm wondering when it comes to drowning out Oh, this is a jam. And songs about mothers, who did it better? Beck did it. Yeah. yeah. He did it. He fucking did Bravo. it. Yes. Bravo. Yes. Yes. Oh, he actually man, he listens to the prepared. music part. That is sad Ooh. and pathetic. It's, it's the 10,000 hours. Or it what? The 10,000 hours of this. Uh, <laughs> and that story <laughs> was so quintessential, Rosie. Great list. Of like, oh, I, the, the, the fucking shit you've never heard of. That was a great list. Oh my God. Great, break it up, you two. A, a great one list one to honor one your one mom. One I'm sure mom. she'll be very pleased oh. where you're at in life. This is what you decided to do on your for your yeah. weekend, right? I can't. Hey, I can't. hey Rosie, or uh, yeah. little Rosie, take your earphones out just a sec. Yeah. We're gonna talk. Oh, here, we go. here, here we go. Here we go. You have to legally. Aaron. Is he always that hyper? Like, he gets excited about he things. Is he always up. that jazzed up? He gets like, can you imagine up. what happens if he gets caffeine in him or something, or like a couple too many pixie sticks? Listen, little Rosie doesn't need up. an alarm clock. His passion wakes him up. His That's passion. Right. Mindset. Right. You fucking flew through that. That was awesome. I know, so, man. I love it. Thing. That was a great list. Can't believe he busted you out like that. All right, Ro- Rosie, come I on. Know, come I on know. I know. He called me right out. God damn. I also went to a voice lesson that morning before I went to the the uh, baseball game. I made it through my voice lesson without yakking, and then I threw up in the baseball game. Oh, <laughs> no, put it right out there on Maine. Jesus. And and peppermint schnapps is the worst too because when you barf, it's just like brushing your teeth again in reverse. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you <laughs> forget about it. It's the same exact thing. Ugh. Let's get four. There is a imposter among us. All right, enough There's of this. All right, gone. Feature, featuring consequence and. Cam, kill a cam. Hell yeah. Kill a cam. And motherfucking Otis Redding sample. Yes, the Otis sample. Told Uh oh. So, Uh is this the closer? I don't know. I think it is, right? It is for today. I mean, in my mind, this was the closer. I thought it was a fantastic end to an album. Matt, you're the structure guy. I know you like good openings, good endings. For me, this is a killer ending. This is a good song. What's the doom say? Take them to the show and talk all through them. But I do want to shout out an actual, this is an actual line to the song. I thought I heard it and I had to look it up. And it says, Aaron loved the raw dog. When will he burn? I know. He had to let it burn. That is actually. Yeah, he had to let it burn. Like four different sites. Aaron loved the raw dog. When will he learn? I know. Who the hell is he talking about? I don't. Uh, yes. So, he's I, not, so yeah. He's, so I think off the top of my head, if I can remember, I'm pretty sure. And this is just purely speculation, but I won't read what going raw dog is because that's in my head. too. But it was <laughs> Aaron Spears, who is Usher's tour drummer, uh, supposedly. And again, just ripping here. On an STD while on the way, while uh, while on tour with Usher, uh, which made him give the pun to the Usher song "Let It Burn." So, yes, yes. Hey, and yes. You, hey, also mention Rosie. the Gold Digger. Yes, 
we 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 has been told to us that there are a number of kids that listen to this podcast, like while they're driving yeah. the van. Like, Woodbury could you kids. maybe just help them out? Like, because they're probably wondering what yeah. raw dog is. So, <laughs> could you please? Yeah, but you know, we can't. The four of us can't say it. So you're the guest. You can probably tell. But you, you can say what. I didn't know, but when I used one of the the sources that I used to make sure they were saying Aaron loved the raw dog was the uh, website Genius, which explains song lyrics. Crowdsource oh, yeah. them. And it says, again, this is genius, not me. Uh, it says, going raw dog means having unprotected sex. So for kids listening out there, oh. uh, that's raw dog is. Um, I, I, I believe the first time that the, the phrase raw dog came up on this podcast was after I went out on the date with the pregnant lady and Rob <laughs> encouraged me to continue pursuing it because there would be no consequences for raw dogging, if you will. She's not going to be like, oh, I have twins and one is slightly younger. I mean, it's, it's not... <laughs> We're we're making a lot of jokes, but if there are kids listening, it's important to know that if you are going to raw dog, make sure she's already pregnant. So that's the safest way to do it. Listen to to the orchestra at the end of this. This is actually Kanye rapping with an orchestra. There's a video of it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Ahead of his time. Sometime years out. Sometimes years out, so the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out, and that make me want to get my advance out and move to Oklahoma and just live in my aunt's house. Okay, so again, that kind of sounds conspiratorial there at the end. Romance. Oh, there he wanted to move to Oklahoma. There it is. There's the for everybody's right a favorite part of the show. It's the patented and popular rating system. Where is the rating system? Ah, here it is, right here. I found it. All right, this album, Late Registration, is coming in at 117. That means, according to Rolling Stone magazine, there are 116 albums which are better than Kanye West Late Registration. Now, of course, this podcast is not about the albums. We couldn't care less about the music. This podcast is about the list. Okay, we love the list. We think Rolling Stone, you did a great job with the list. It's perfect. If you think that that's true for this song, if you think this is slotted in perfectly, this is a rolling well-toned, okay? If you think that this list is a huge mistake, uh, this is a rolling groan, or if you think this album should have been higher up, it should have been way up there, Okay, that is a rolling raw dog bone. So what do you think, rolling grown, rolling well-toned, or rolling raw dog bone? What do you think, Russell? Uh, my opinion of Kanye's music has to be completely separated from who he is as a person, especially in, in recent years and, and, and especially in the last few weeks. But if I'm just going to look at the album, I love the album. To me, all of Kanye's albums so far have just blown away a lot of what we've we've listened to. And I've we were talking about it earlier. I'm having a hard time kind of separating, like, if he didn't have these amazing samples to work with, what what would his music sound like? And maybe those are some of the later ones. I don't I don't know his music as well, but for me, uh, all these Kanye albums are rolling, grown, rolling boned. It should be higher on the list. I, I'll come back and listen to this over and over again. All right, Andy, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Mm. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. Kanye West late registration is 117 <laughs> on the list. <laughs> Came out in 2005. Andy, please, we're running long on time. Please speed this up. Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling 
I've never gotten this far in an episode, so this is all brand new to me. So I appreciate the, <laughs> I, I appreciate the explanation. That of hurts because it. it's real, um, even though it's super easy to understand. So I, I don't know why the long explanation. But I think I don't know. I'd have to say I, I would have to say that it's probably Rolling Bone. It's close to Rolling Well Tone, but um, I just think that you know Kanye was was such a you know his music was such a pinnacle of this time. He put so many artists up. Um, he was so influential in terms of just how he listened to pop music and how he turned it into uh, into his own thing. Um, so I think it, you know, I think it could be a little bit higher on the list. I'm going to give it a rolling bone. Rosie, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Kanye West, late registration. Yeah, shit week to be talking about Kanye. Um, not, I probably someday when they redo these lists, they're going to leave him off entirely. Um, for me, Anytime I hear this album, I get stoked. I love it. And like, God damn it. I've, I've, I've given up ignition remix. Like I can't give up. Like that's, there's some yeah. music I'm not ready to it's give true. up. Yet. It's true. That's a great and point. I, you know, that's my, that's my badge to wear, I guess. So I love this album. But, and so for me, I, I think it's uh, go ahead, Rob. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So for me, I think it's right where it should be. It's rolling. Well toned. It's the, it's, you know, it's the best rap album of the year. It came out and it's, it's a almost a perfect rap album, but that but that's part of it too, right? Is that we 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 can't put R. Kelly and Kanye West on the same plane, right? Like that's not that's not the same, right? No, thing. right, right. Uh, we uh, let's uh, we don't let's not go here. Let's just move it along. God, but that remix is so good. It's such a good song. God damn it! <laughs> but I don't Man. listen to it anymore. You're just peeing on their takes here, Russ. Jeez. Rolling uh, bone, rolling grown, or rolling well toned. No, stay in rookie mistake. What do you think? Uh, first of all, so that Magic Mike 69 doesn't call up and correct us because he's always fucking calling and correcting what? us. Please don't Bernie call. Bernie Mac died in 2008. This album what? came out 2005. So Bernie Mac they, was uh, around. They didn't bring Bernie I know Mac that back. because I just watched uh, Ocean's 13 again. And that came out in wow. 2007 and he was in it. And so then I had to go check when you were talking earlier. But mm. I couldn't get a word in edgewise over... Little Rosie, because he just doesn't stop talking because he's very hyper. I like it. So so rude uh, that he talks so much and interrupts. I just can't stand it. He's, he's not here right just, now, but he's going to listen to this later. What a fucking prick this guy is. Um, <laughs> he uh, Little Rosie had a great take when he said that this uh, album was very introspective. A lot of things that Kanye was kind of looking back on, what he was talking about himself. But I just still cannot get over his rapping. I cannot. I, to Russell's point, I mean, musicality, it's awesome. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to know what, what uh, Kanye would do without the samples. I want to know who, what these albums would sound like with a, somebody who's a better rapper than Kanye. That's what I want to know. That, that, that would be my, if I could jumble around the world and figure it out, that's what I would try to do. But, you know, it's not going to happen. So this is the third Kanye album at 117. That's too many Kanye albums in the top 117 for me. So I'm going to say that it's rolling grown should be lower down the list. Folks, unfortunately, even with an extra contestant today, you guys are all still incorrect. What? Shit. I listen to this part of the podcast. This <laughs> album gets a rolling separation because it's separation. It, yeah, it's a separation because what are we going to do? With this, what are we going to do with Kanye? Because we have known this is we we have always known Kanye's on the edge, right? We have always known he is he is basically having a mental breakdown. And what if that happens? What if he comes out in in a week and says, "I I am going to rehab. I had a huge mental breakdown." Is it still 
are, are we still going to not listen to the music anymore? Are we still going to talk like about this? Or are we going to talk him like somebody who's gone to rehab and come back? Right? Like, I think you can completely separate them. You can completely, like, to your point, you can come. I haven't said anything about this and I wasn't, wasn't, you completely separate them, right? Like you got the music, you got the person, the person to me, I'm going to try to stay a little bit above it, I think, and just say that he's seriously got something going on and something's going to happen eventually. And we just have to admit that it's not like he's, I mean, I don't know. Something's going on. Something's going to happen to your point, Rob, in a week, in a year, in a couple of years, something like that. And you just have to understand that he's not mentally all there right now. I don't think that's, that's the way I take it. And I don't think it's his fault. We have these things coming all the time, right? Where people have mental breakdowns or something's going on in their life. And, you know, I think you have to kind of feel sorry for him a little bit and be a little bit, yeah, uh, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt and say, look, man, something's going on. And how do, how does he get help? And I don't think he's going to get help. You get too many yes people around you to get the help that you need sometimes until you absolutely need it. So I don't know. I think you're right, Rob. I was wrong. I, I hope rolling separation. Rob's right. I, I hope Thank he does come out the week and retract all this because then we can talk about him again before we talk about Pearl Jam. And that's a win for me. Oh, oh, wow. oh, oh, no. oh, oh, no. oh, oh, Matt's Zoom just turned off. That's so weird. Folks. <laughs> Never mind. Everything I said about him, take it back. <laughs> all the nice stuff you said. Yeah. Jeez. Next up, we've got a band. Now, this, this is kind of a crazy story. This band actually got in trouble. They were trying to find out. They're out in the western part of the United States. They were trying to find a hotel, but they found themselves across the border in Mexico, and they had to cross back in to the country. The problem was they had drank some of the water down there, and they were not feeling well. Joe Walsh throwing up. Don Henley green in the back seat. They pulled up to the border station crossing and the, the guard looks in and said, baseball game. The, the guard looked in and they said, how is it? How, what, what are you guys? Like everybody looks so sick on this tour bus. What, 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 who are you guys? And Joe Walsh said, well, we're the ill Eagles. And the guy goes, okay, I need to say everybody to step out. And they were detained for weeks at the border. There's their ill Eagles, but don't worry. The Eagles are quite t- talented. I didn't know that Randall Cunningham could sing. Motherfucker, that's my joke for next week. God damn it. All right. Talented. Beck did it better. Beck did it better. So you guys heard earlier, Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Well, for me, I'm not a wet look man. I'm a wet look local MILF man. <laughs> Somehow Kanye was the least problematic part of this episode. Yeah, yeah that's how we do it. That's, that's, you know, that's how you take care of those things. You... It's time to say goodbye. To say goodbye. <laughs> oh, no.